Hey there, gorgeous. Welcome to the VLX podcast. My name is Jackie Dixon, and my mission is to help women become healthy, holy, and hot, on fire for God in every area of their lives. Sound good? Let's get started. I'm joined by my apprentice today. My name is Jackie Dixon. If you don't already follow me, I run a business called VLX, where I help Christian women become what I call the biblical bombshell, women who are healthy, holy, and hot because they're on fire for God in every area of their lives. So today, I wanted to jump in on this topic that I've been teasing for the last few weeks, and that is the concept of the model mentality. Now, this is probably not going to be what you're expecting. You're maybe thinking, you know, how do models think about themselves or something, but that is not at all where we're going with this. This is something I've come up with within the last year, which would basically be during the pregnancy. (laughs) And it dawned on me that not only is mindset extremely powerful, and of course I've taught that for years, but that this particular mindset switch can make all the difference when we're trying to take better care of our bodies and our wellness. So there's three parts to this series. But today I just want to dive into the first part, which is the power of hopelessness, obviously the negative power of hopelessness. Why is hopelessness even a part of the concept of body care? Why is it even part of the game, if you will? Well, when we feel like there's no point trying, we don't try, do we? We don't bother if it doesn't seem like it's going to get us anywhere. If it doesn't seem like our efforts are going to make a difference, if it doesn't seem like we're going to be able to continue our efforts for long enough to see real change or then to maintain that change, if we just have this general sense of it's not going to work, then there's no point. So we never begin. And if we do begin, we can't maintain. And if we don't maintain, we don't really see a lifetime of change. So this hopelessness sets in at lots of different times, but certainly at the beginning of any point where we're trying to make a positive lifestyle shift, it can hit hard. And I personally think this is Satan, absolutely, trying to prevent us from doing something which would be great for us and glorifying to God and in line with the Bible. But it's also just simply being out in this broken world. So when we are already overstressed, when we're surrounded by things that are taking our attention and that occupy a lot of our mental energy and emotional energy, the thought of beginning a new change can seem overwhelming. And so we can kind of think, well, then there's no point. You know, I'm probably not gonna be able to do this. It can't be that important anyway. And we sink into this hopelessness. So sometimes it's at the beginning of an attempted lifestyle change. Other times it's when we're in the throes of very unhealthy behavior. So maybe we're in the middle of a binge or we have been in a series of binges or we haven't been to the gym and working out in forever. And we just feel this pervasive sense of guilt and shame, which can turn into a very palpable sense of hopelessness. There's no chance for me. I'm never going to be able to do this. Why should I bother? And those might be situations where you're okay. You're not very surprised. Of course there's hopelessness when I'm just trying to get started and it seems so daunting. And when I'm already in a very negative cycle, (laughs) but there's another type of hopelessness that I have recently discovered. And that is the idea that there's no better life ahead, that this is as good as it gets. There's nothing more for you. And so you may as well become complacent. I've often heard Christians teach joy 
in a way that sounds a lot to me like complacency. And I certainly believe absolutely in the power of gratitude and being content with where you are. But I also believe we're not supposed to stay in one place. And our life and journey down here to serve and glorify God is a continual progression toward our calling and toward, well, the perfection that he calls us to, even though he tells us we'll never attain it. It's to try to be our best. It's a lifetime race and we're to keep running. Now, if that sounds exhausting, don't worry. It's a very fulfilling race and there's lots of chances to take a break. We are very, very authorized and even commanded in the word to rest, <laughs> hallelujah. But it's these times when we feel like this is the extent of my life. I'm always just gonna be in this day job and living in this particular city in this kind of apartment or you know, housing situation. I'm always probably gonna be single or maybe I'll get married and you know, that'll get boring pretty fast too or whatever. And we don't see a vision for how much better things can be. So this hopelessness sets in. And if there's no hope, then there's no point in trying. So my personal story that has happened in this last year is with this lovely little kiddo who is probably one of the best babies on the planet. She is so extremely well behaved. Watch her start crying now that I've said that. But she's just excellent and yet she takes up 24 hours a day of my time. Maybe, you know, minus three when she's napping. But this is a full on job. And there have been moments when I've thought, you know, is this as good as it gets for me? Is this basically the extent of my life? Now I'm a mom and you know, maybe I'll be able to run my business to a certain extent, but it'll always be kind of minor. And I'm just, I'm a mom now. I'm married, I'm a military wife. We move a lot, you know, our location is dictated by my husband's career and this is just what it is. And so why should I bother to be better since I seem to have received the full hand that's been dealt to me? Well, because it's a lie because of course that's not the full hand that's been dealt to me. Of course, God has a calling on me with the gifts and talents that he's given me just as he does on you. But if you let yourself sink into that concept that while well, this is as good as it gets, then it can be very, very discouraging. And it certainly doesn't create any kind of reason to try to become better, to try to step into that full calling. Now, sometimes there are those quick little reasons why we might push, like maybe there's a high school reunion coming up or there's a beach vacation or there's you know a Christmas party and all the holidays and we make a quick push, but it doesn't last because it's not a, a persistent prevailing vision that just drives us and pulls us toward the end of our lives, not in a negative way, but in a long consistent in this for the long run kind of, I am going to make the best of this run I've got here on earth way. So if we start to think, you know, I'm just gonna be a mom or I'm just gonna be, you know, a doctor with crazy hours or I'm just gonna be, um, you know, working this, this shift job, whatever, and this is as good as it gets for me, we are then naturally going to turn to temporary highs to lift us out of that slump. We're naturally gonna to turn to junk food and junk TV and junk magazines and junk movies and junk music and basically anything that kind of hits a quick endorphin rush and takes us out of whatever we're in temporarily so that we can feel like we've temporarily escaped. But that's not, that's not really hope, it's just a fix. Hope is what gives us this long vision for there is something better ahead of me, it's worth the effort I'm putting in now, it's worth trying to change my lifestyle for good because there's something better ahead. There's something better ahead. Now you might be asking, well, you know, I don't have a grand vision for my life, I don't see that there's something better ahead. 
Well, you might not see what God's going to call you to in one year, two year, five years, 10 years, but I can promise you that if you turn your life over to him, he will give you an incredible task because there's a lot of work to be done and the workers are few as we know, right? So if you ask for a task, if you ask for an extraordinary vision, he will give you one. I think that's where a lot of people fall into fear. They get a little bit afraid of what God might ask them to do if they actually asked and gave him permission and surrendered their life to him. But if you're looking for adventure and you're looking for a reason to keep pushing and trying, asking him for a vision, asking him for your calling is the way to get started on that. And why does that help us with this model mentality? And why am I even calling this the model mentality if we're not talking about, well, we will talk about next week, but we're not yet talking about, you know, waif thin models in New York and all this kind of thing. Because as the body of Christ, we are constantly modeling to the people around us. We are a 24-7 model of the lifestyle that we espouse, the beliefs that we claim we have. And so whatever we're doing, however we're living, she has a new fascination with her toes. <laughs> however we're living is showing other people the fruit of the lifestyle that we're possibly to some extent trying to convince them that is the best for them too. We're certainly, that's the call for evangelization. We are supposed to go out there and spread this gospel and make disciples of all the nations to the extent that we can, to the extent that it's God's will for those people or just within this broken world, but we're supposed to do our best. So we are constantly modeling the results of what that is. Now that doesn't mean we're supposed to be perfect. Doesn't mean we're called to be perfect. We're called to be forgiven and we're caught, which we are. We aren't we're supposed to step into that. It's already been done, but we're also called to just love people. But certainly, whether we like it or not, the way we speak to our spouse, the way we treat our children, the way we treat ourselves, the way we treat our bodies, the way we interact at work and do our work, all of that, people are watching. And they don't necessarily have the concept of Christians are just forgiven. There are other broken, sinful people, and they're simply, they've accepted salvation. They are looking for, is this lifestyle, is this belief system that these people are telling me that is better, that it's got some kind of victory for man or some kind of peace and solace is it really is it really better than the misery that I'm currently in and that's where having this pervasive hope can shine into every area of our life but certainly without getting too altruistic yet for the simple benefit of ourselves avoiding this sense of hopelessness helps us to take better care of ourselves in the short run it gives us a reason to keep going, a reason to go out and work out when we don't feel like it, a reason to make the healthy choice instead of the unhealthy choice. When we have a vision that goes past just the next day, the next couple weeks, the next month, the next year, the next business quarter, then we've got something to push for. We've got something to extend our potential toward and to keep becoming better for the sake of. So I want you to look for the signs of hopelessness in your life. Do you feel a sense of hopelessness around your body care? A sense of, well, this is how my mom looks. It's what she's always weighed. This is the level of fitness that most of the other people in my family have. It's probably the best that I'll ever attain to. That is some impressive stretching. You're way down there with your toes. It's probably the best that I'll ever get to, so I may as well just kind of call it, you know, good enough. And I'll just... And I'll try to eat vegetables and on the weekends we'll have a big bash and I'll kind of eat too much and slowly over the years I'll gain weight and slowly I'll become more out of shape and then maybe once a year I'll make a big push and I'll join a gym and I'll do something. But there's not this pervasive vision for I could become the full person that God has called me to be. There is something so much greater for me. There's something so much better for me. Instead we get caught in this, this little short term kind of myopic vision. Uh-oh, you falling over? 
So I want you to look for signs of this hopelessness. Are you in a lifestyle? Are you a crazy busy mom? Are you in a job that just does not light you up and you feel like, you know, I just, I need the freaking soda, I need the cigarette, I need the donut, I need the candy, I need whatever, I've gotta keep going. You know, there's I've just got to get through this week. It's just another week and then I'll get to the weekend and that's too short and then there's another week. There's no sense of vision and so a sense of hopelessness. Yes, it's very sad. A sense of hopelessness sets in and it keeps us from becoming our best. I want you to watch out for that. Where is that in your life? Is it because of your schedule? Is it because of your job? Is it because of the needs of other people in your life? Is it because you had a past where you were doing certain things that were exciting and now that looks like it's over and so you feel like those were your glory days and from here on out it's all downhill? I want you to look those thoughts in the face by identifying them and call them BS. <laughs> call them wrong. Call them just the devil's bluff. Call his bluff because that is absolutely never true of anyone who's pursuing God's calling. There's so much for us that we don't tap into. There's so much if we will just ask God what he's got for us. So look for those signs of hopelessness. Create a vision for how beautiful your life could be in every area and your wellness and ask God if you're not clear, what is his calling for you? What is his calling on your wellness? What is his calling for you and your family? What is his calling for you and your career, for your friendships and relationships, for your service in the church? What does he have in store for you? Is there incredible travel to spread the gospel? Is there learning a new language for the same purpose? Is there, you know, just getting organized and creating a home where you can host people and be hospitable and welcome people in at any time? What is his vision for you? What can you get excited about to make you feel like it is worth it to take great care of yourself? There is more than just the day or the week or the month ahead. That this is a journey worth sticking it out on. This is a race worth finishing. Look for that this week. And next week, I'm gonna to talk to you about how to adopt some model mentality health habits that will help you as you go forth and live this healthy lifestyle with this vision you've got, with the hope that you cling to in Christ for a lifetime. So that's all I've got this week with my wiggles here. <laughs> I'll see you guys next week. Focus on the hope. Focus on the hope, Juliet. There's a nap coming. <laughs> Bye. Thank you so much for joining me for this week's episode of the VLX podcast. I'd love to keep you motivated to go after God's plan in every area of your life. So if you love what I'm talking about, subscribe to this channel and come find me on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and Twitter at Jackie Dixon VLX. I'd love to virtually meet and interact with you. And if you're interested in the concept of the biblical bombshell, please join me for a soiree where I'll teach you the 12 pillars of a woman who is healthy, holy, and hot. RSVP at JackieDixon.org forward slash soiree. I'll see you there, beautiful.